You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. We live. <laughs> Welcome to the Locked On Hornets Podcast. <laughs> We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Nada just came in with a nice tray of food. What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at the fact that before we began this show... And we have all kinds of things to talk about. Great show ahead. Yep. Marvin Williams, NBA Finals. But before we actually turn the music on, we were talking about if Cameron Diaz mm. oh, had a okay. little stretch. Is that what it is? <laughs> or the difference between how people say the word orifice yeah. and how some people say orifice and if it makes it a worse word. Mm. <laughs> I'm just laughing at the random conversations that we have before talking about the charlotte hornets do we have that rolling i mean that seems like something that would usually be in the lounge hey there there was a couple of things that i don't even feel comfortable putting in the lounge yeah i'm gonna keep i think there's some things we'll just maybe we'll put it on Patreon. especially the orifice conversation i felt uncomfortable just having that without anything recording just a weird word a weird thing i don't want to go in, why am i going into this more thanks again for joining us here it's the lockdown hornets podcast presented by the lockdown podcast network it's your team every day Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can get Locked On Hornets on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. And when you get in your car and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Hornets. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Book your next trip with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. If Cameron Diaz had a little stretch, that would mean that we would have to broaden the time frame with actors and actresses because Cameron Diaz had a longer stretch than just the three-year time allotment that we gave athletes. Cameron Diaz definitely had a longer than just a three-year time frame in her acting career to just say she had a little stretch. I would think that that's exactly what she had was an acting career. No, I don't think so. I think that she had a little stretch between, we're talking like mid-90s when she burst onto the scene as a part of The Mask and then probably ending somewhere around the early aughts. Uh, so that's about a six, seven year stretch for her. Maybe you can maybe extend it all the way. I guess Shrek, that would be the end. Shrek like, is her best movie. Okay, that's fine. If you believe that, that's not true. But where, if you we, where are we that, going? Where, well, you where, could go Gangs in New York. I mean, I mean well, that almost Gang, got a. That, I think Gangs that, in New York is the best. You're right. Yeah. About that. Being John Malkovich was a fantastic film. If we're just talking okay, about I've objectively twice. good films, like Shrek probably made her the most money. Like, that's probably mm -hmm. great grandchildren money. Like, Shrek is going to fund her great grandchildren on Mars. But Cameron Diaz had a little stretch. And I think for actors, you have to look at it industry by industry. It's three or four years for a basketball player because they probably average you know, eight, nine year careers. And uh, I'm just talking about average. Mm -hmm. And, you know, actors can really turn this thing into a couple decades. If you want to go just that specific category of some type of comedic value, then I think Cameron Diaz's best movie was Shrek. I think it is better than Something About Mary. I think it is better than The Mask. And I don't know what the other comedy movies, I guess, that she's been in. I'm going Shrek, though. Shrek is just fantastic. Had a little bit of the children's humor, had a little bit of the adult humor for the parents that were taking their kids to go see the movie. I think it appeals on all fronts. Man, I got so many finals takes. Oh, man. I'm just, I'm really, I'm dying to talk about these finals. These miserable, horrible, no good finals that I wish would just die already. Marvin Williams did opt into his player option. He told us in his exit interview, he told us 
at the beginning, or I guess at the end of the regular season, that he was going to opt in. He was not going to. <laughs> he opt couldn't out. wait. He like stepped out of the die. He's like, by the way, yeah. guys, I'm taking my <laughs> option. I uh, just want to get that out there right now. <laughs> he we- just came out with two bags with dollar yeah. signs on. Right. <laughs> weird. <laughs> weird to see that it actually took a couple of months, or I guess yeah, a little bit to get this done. Um, but Marvin Williams coming back with the Charlotte Hornets certainly not a surprise. So that means that Bismack Biombo has opted in. And also Marvin Williams has opted in. So Bismack making 17 mil a year, Marvin making nope. 15 mil a year. Nope. MKG has not opted in yet. Ooh. And so now what makes that interesting is if you were able to get off of that money without having to trade it, then certainly that would bode well with a Kimball Walker team. Just any team in general, whether you have Kimball Walker on the team or not, that means Jeremy Lamb's money would come off the books, Tony Parker's money comes off the books, MKG's money comes off of the books, and you bring back Kimball Walker, at least you have $13 million that you would not have if MKG was on the team. Yeah, you're freeing up 20 total with Jeremy mm-hmm. Lamb and MKG. Um, I can't imagine that MKG is still going to opt out of that contract, but if we were to have a conversation about somebody potentially opting out of their contract – it would be Michael Kidd Gilchrist because it didn't sound like he was 100% all in at the end of the season where he certainly wanted to come back to this team with a new head coach that put him in a new role where he was so accepting at the beginning of the season but then found himself out of the rotation where he was also a guy we were talking about as one of the most valuable players on this team at the beginning of the year and again, out of the rotation as the season went on. I, I could see that he would rather play then make $13 million. As crazy as that is, this is not the $80 million disparity that I've talked about with Kimba and how important that is to him. I do think $13 million, you're probably talking about a what? A $8 million disparity about what he would get from another team? Like, yeah, that's real money and he shouldn't turn it down, but I could see him doing that because he would rather go get some actual PT. Yeah, for sure, because Marvin Williams will have some kind of role on on this team next season. Uh, even if Miles Bridges develops into and keeps his starting position I mean you could very well depending on what MKG decides to do see a rotation that involves starting both Marvin Williams and Miles Bridges or Marvin Williams backing up Miles Bridges but listen Marvin Williams can still shoot the basketball Michael Kidd Gilchrist can still not shoot the basketball and that's going to be a big determining factor in playing time moving forward on the Charlotte Hornets Miles Bridges you have to think starts next season right your first round selection that actually looks like the best first-rounder you've selected since Kimba Walker. And as a study of NBA history, have you seen these like tweets that he's put? I'm going to pull up these tweets. He's a studier of, I think, Hornets history. Let me get these tweets. Of just basketball tweet. He's been, he's been tweeting about the finals a little bit. He had something yesterday. Kawhi Leonard, different, different. <laughs> different, different. Two yeah. difference, double yeah. different. Shush, shush, shush yeah. new laptop. That, that means – how's your Aju doing, by the way? I think the Aju is actually – uh, meshed with the motherboard and increased performance somehow. I mean, it's this magical Aju sauce that has gotten into my laptop and just boosted. Uh, I, I mean, it's overclocking right now. It's yeah, like- Kawhi, different, different. He retweeted the Tony Parker tweet. I'm going to find this one where he like he was a study of Hornets history. I also, by the way, Orifice, we were talking about how weird of a word that is. I've got an article here. We can do this later. 11 gross-sounding words everyone hates to hear according to science. One immediately comes to mind, and it doesn't bother me, but it bothers a lot of people. Moist is a word that bothers a lot of people. Moist. Oh, here it is. So Charlotte Hornets tweeted, what do we think, Buzz City? Who is it? And that was in response to a tweet, which I should have read first. Mm -hmm. That original tweet 
was uh, best dunker in Hornets franchise history, question mark. Drew asked that question, best dunker in Hornets franchise history. Charlotte Hornets then said, what do we think, Buzz City? Who is it? To which Miles Bridges responded, <laughs> Jason Richardson, Baron Davis, uh, Larry Johnson, Gerald Wallace, Gerald Henderson, to name a few. I think he named a couple wrong few in there. Did he miss a few? Well, it's just... Gerald Henderson was a hard dunker. Yeah, Gerald Henderson was fine. But he's not with the big boy dunkers that you think of in best franchise best franchise dunkers. I agree with B. Diddy. I'd put B. Diddy top three for sure. Oh, B. Diddy could slam it. Uh, LJ is the guy that probably comes to mind. Gerald Wallace at least got in the dunk contest, but that was an embarrassing dunk contest performance from Gerald Wallace. Well, as Baron Davis had that. an embarrassing one too. Remember, well, he put yeah, the blindfold on, right. and in it fact, was just as not much, good. Man, that's what we do in dunk contests. We have the most embarrassing dunk contest performances. Rex Chapman put a good one though. Should Rex, should Rex Chapman be in that list? Whoa, blocker charge! Telling you, man. I, I I've I've been a big fan of the dunk contest where the, the dunk he threw an alley oop to himself behind the back, and it was an alley oop not off the backboard or anything, but just straight up in the air, and then go and slams it. I've got so many final stakes. Oh, my God. We'll get to him on the other side of the bursting at the seam. He is about to burst. Today's show is brought to you by Grip 6 Ultra Lightweight with no holes, no flap, and no orifices. It's a great (laughs) Father's Day gift to Grip 6, and they have a special offer for you at Grip6.com slash lock. That's Grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E. We'll be back with Doug's finals takes. I'm scared right after the break. This is Locked on Hornets. And I'm, I have plenty of hurricane snacks. Went out and bought some Chex Mix. <laughs> yeah. Which What kind of Chex Mix? This savory. Matters. It was a savory Chex Mix. There's you're a, an, a lot of cheese going on in that Chex oh, Mix. You're an expert on Chex Mix, correct? Right? Well, I, just I'm, trail mix. I'm very particular about my trail mix. I'm what, not as particular, particular about, about my Chex, Chex Mix. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. We'll get to Doug's finals takes in just a moment. We do have the list that you've most likely been waiting for, even more so than Doug's finals takes. We have the 11 words that sound the grossest and bother the people the most just based on how it sounds. And this is according to science. That's how you know (laughs) it's real. All of science. All of science has come together not to find the cure for cancer, Mm -hmm. not to fight the overwhelming evidence that the climate is changing. Debatable. They are... (laughs) No, this is not debatable. The 11 most gross-sounding words in the English language. Number 11, pulp. Mm, I like that word. Are you a a pulp guy or no pulp guy? I'm no pulp guy. I am a pulp guy as far as how the word sounds. I like the way it sounds to me. Very ASMR to my ears. Pulp. All right, number 10, mucus. Mm, yeah, mucus. I think that's one where the definition hurts it. I don't think it stood a chance with the definition it was given. I think boogers is worse. Boogers is worse uh, to booger me. Booger doesn't than... sound as bad to me. That's a nickname for some people. Booger McFarlane. Right. You got one. How about number nine, slurp? I like the popping sound yeah. they made in it, slurp. I, see, I'm not, I'm not a, I don't have a huge problem with the pops at the end. I have, the, I have was, a problem with the sound of slurping. See the word slurp, not that big a deal. Uh, yeah, you know, I think I, I think I put it together. I think it meets in the middle of the Venn diagram. So slurp is a little bit of a problem. Number eight, for me. dollop. 
do peas bother people? Dollop. I, I, what, what the hell? A dollop is kind of weird. Like, oh, here, have a dollop of this. Where well, does that even come I need to find out where that comes Daisy from. Daisy used to use it in their dollop. ads all the time. A yeah, it's dollop like a, of Daisy. It, I know. It's like a dollop is just like a no clump. No wonder they discontinued that like ad. Like a clump of cream. That's what I think of a dollop. Like mm. a clump of cream. Well, if you describe it like, like that. A clump. A dollop clump, doesn't bother me. actually a weird word to me. Mm-hmm. All right, seven, rural. Professor Clump. That doesn't sound bad. It's just hard to say. Number six, curd. curd. Oh, curd is the winner. That's a bad one. Oh, that's sick. Curd. All right, number five, lugubrious. If I could tell you the definition of that, that means, would be a problem. It means looking or sounding sad or dismal. I thought that was nada, Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> looking dismal. <laughs> He can't hear us through the glass right now. Oh, Maybe he can. he can, and he's about to come in here. And I, I don't know which one it is. <laughs> Lugubrious. I've got my back to him. Right, number four, panties. Uh, they're just being perverts. You hate panties. All right, another gross-sounding word, ointment. I think it's because the oin sound, right? Like oink. It's like a little bit of a piggy sound, you know? Oink, and then this ointment. Curds I always think the, of pigs when I think of ointment. Curds is the winner so far. Number two, phlegm. Oh, that's a great phlegm. one. Mm-hmm. That's not a great fun one. to say. Phlegm. Mm-hmm. All right, how's this one? For, well, you, well, you kind of called this one. Number I, one, yeah. most gross-sounding word according to science is moist. Mm-hmm. Doesn't bother me. I don't know why, but it bothers most people. You know, what bothers me. What's that, Doug? These NBA finals. I hate them. I mean, they have really been the worst, and I hope that the Raptors finish off the Golden State Warriors in six games, not because it means that I will be right in my Raptors in six prediction that so many people made fun of me. By the way, it's not because of that, because I knew that that was a certainty. And congratulations to anyone who took my advice, went to Vegas, and and put all of their life savings into that prediction because it's going to come true. Please, God, go seven. But that's not why I, I want them to end this thing. It's because this finals has been bad. Like Toronto is not a great team. They're not going to be remembered as a great team. They're gonna going to be remembered for winning a championship against a beaten up Golden State Warriors team without their best player. And this is going to be a win on a technicality. There's going to be an asterisk next to this finals unless unless Kawhi stays and Kyle Lowry decides to stop fouling three times in the first ten minutes of a Whoa. game. Like unless that happens and they win a couple more finals, then then this will just be a blip in NBA history. Man, Toronto's a good team. They're a good team. You're think, right. You're exactly right. They are a good team. I think they're a great team. Well, you just said they were a good team. <laughs> Don't be like that. It's <laughs> so bad. You said Well, that's what you said. You said it. You but, said they were but no, good. No, what I'm you saying is great what I'm first. saying is what I'm saying is you that's what was happening inside your brain the psychology your your brain would not allow you, you to say the right thing you don't know my brain it want it, you were honest first and then you <laughs> were you were you tried to say that they're great if you were to put a food chain together of the top teams of the last i don't know 10 years or so where does toronto fall on that list like uh, 17 of to get to get at least to the final, not individual years, right? Just the dynasties, the core group of these teams. I mean, Toronto, a good question would be if Toronto faces the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think the Oklahoma City team that lost to the Heat are better than this Toronto team. I think Kawhi's great. I'll say that. I think Toronto Kawhi, beats that OKC team. No way. I think Kawhi is amazing, and and he is lifting a a pretty mediocre team. 
And that's what they brought in Kawhi for. That's the whole deal. Uh, but, you know, I, I just think that this is going to be a technicality finals. And I'm tired of it, and I hope it's over. Because I'm ready to, I'm ready to get just talking about the draft all the time. I hope people don't think the same way you do about Toronto. Because I do think no, that Just is, wait till you hear what I think about Kevin Durant. I do think, well... <laughs> you're right that stopped me dead in my tracks <laughs> i fell to the floor i mean there's no way you can have anything bad to say about kevin durant today not today not the day after we're all fearful of hearing i don't think it's bad i think it's honest i think what i'm about to say is very Achilles. honest and and i'm i would i, I want to get to friday so that i, I can hear what nada has to say about i like that i can't say. even respond to a lot of your takes because we move on to the next one that i imagine is absurd like i can't mm-hmm. even respond to any of them we're just moving at a rapid pace you know why you know why you think anything. they're absurd because they're so honest and so raw and that's so not what that's why i'm on a podcast and not on the radio anymore because I really never was on the radio. I go on there occasionally, but now I stop because I can't be honest. Now I get to be honest. And the honest thing that I'll say, and I don't think this is bad. I just think this is honest, that what happened to Kevin Durant was not good and I would never cheer for it. And I and I'm I hate that it happened because it means that this finals is miserable. But but it's a little poetic because Kevin Durant cares what other people think. That much is clear. He gets he has burner or he had burner accounts on Twitter. He pays attention to what random people that really have no influence on this world. He cares legitimately about what they think. It's a very human thing mm-hmm. to care about what other people think. We're not used to that from these superhuman, you know, celebrities that live in a different world. Who constantly try to tell us, I don't care what anybody thinks. Exactly. But he he got caught. And now we know that he cares what other people think. And so all of these things were swirling around this finals about Kevin Durant. He's soft. Uh, he, you know, where is he? All these other guys are playing hurt. He's not playing hurt. And I think it, it's not a big stretch to say that that affected him in some way and prob- probably affected his decision along with just being competitive and wanting to help his team win. But that probably affected his decision to get out there and play. And it's clear he should not have been out there. Well, and so look. So this is a poetic end. It's a tragic end, but it's poetic. I don't think I have a problem with that. I I really thought we were going to go into a different place here. But I'm glad that we're here because I'm fine with that. I don't have any problem with I'll that. I'll say, too, he deserved real. it. Look, you, you know. <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> well, I'm just saying you have to know your own body and just be, like, you have to be honest with your body. Oh, and that say, was serious. You're you're not serious with that, that he deserved it. You can't use that one. Think about Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard knew his body. How and, did, and every the whole world was saying, where no. is Kawhi? They were sending Ramona Shelburne to, you know, to foxholes and, and you know, caves trying to find where Kawhi Leonard was hiding with his people. And, you know, the, the thing is, like, Kawhi Leonard took care of himself. Kawhi Leonard cared about his career, his long-term health. And I think that we only have responsibility to ourselves and our own money and our own careers. We're the only one we can blame when things go wrong. So he absolutely, I mean, he's accountable for what happened on the floor. It's not about the trainers. It's not about fans who got on him. This is on him. No, this is about a lot of that. I I hope, I this has to be flames for you. How did it become that? I Aren't I supposed to be the radio guy? Aren't I supposed to be the guy that comes in with the crazy hot takes that are absurd, not because no, they're wrong, the not because dad. they're truthful, you're the pod but dad. because they are legitimately absurd to have Kevin Durant be 100% responsible for having this injury? I, 
to to not put any to not put any factor in this because of what the doctor said. Uh, look, there are some things coming out now. Was it where, his doctor? It was the team's doctor. Okay, there you go. Well, what what does that mean? The team's doctor is responsible for the team. To make sure that you go out I'm and going hurt to my, something. I'm going, I'm going to my doctor. Wouldn't it be in their best interest hey, to have somebody that you're looking to bring back next year not be out the entire season? Uh, maybe, Isn't it in their best uh, interest listen, to do that? Hey, there's a lot of new... Listen, if that team doctor listens, listens to the Stephen A. Smith show, he knows that there were only three games that matter. Because you're responsible for yourself <laughs> unless you listen to Stephen A. Smith's opinion. Well, no, the and team then, doctor is responsible for the team's best interest, and ju- and we're we're so like myopic that you know everybody's but myopic. But it's not big. They, how they does they that help Golden State? To does, win this finals. But how does it help Golden State to have him be out the entire next season to risk a possible ruptured Achilles of a guy that's 30 years old now and now we cannot see him play basketball until he's 32? Wouldn't it be best for Golden State to not have Kevin Durant be out of basketball until he turns 32 years of age? Talk about uncomfortable. Watching the Achilles snap like a lamp. I like wanted a, it like off a, my time. Like a cord that you, know, you pull to turn a lamp on. See, I don't need to see you actually do the motion of that. I wanted it off of my timeline. There were videos of that everywhere I turned. Every time I would reload. I feel bad for him. I do. I, I, I feel human. Well, it's his own fault. I feel human pity for him. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think you got to be responsible for yourself. Um, we need to take a break. We've okay. only taken one, correct? That's correct. I'm going to cut you off. Okay. I need to cut you off. I get out of one, my bar. I do have one more. Get out of story. my bar. You're done. We're, we're going to come back in I a second. one more. Remember to get this show every day. Subscribe to Locked on Hornets on the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlist and themed collections of shows to help with podcast discovery. You can find everything from comedy to mystery, thrillers, and sports. Download Himalaya free at your app store and subscribe to Locked on Hornets. I'm scared. Like I said, the past break, but we'll be back in just a moment. Show me the lie. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. And Doug, don't you have an Eldon Campbell like stuffed animal type thing? Yes, I do. I got it at the last regular season home game that they had before they left for New Orleans. I, look, I love me some Eldon Campbell, but is that, is they, that the guy? they were just they were clearing everything out of the house because it was whatever they gave to the fans that night. They didn't have to take with them to New Orleans. Get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com. We should get to some other Hornets things, although there's not really many Hornets things going around that we haven't talked about a ton. That's what comes with doing a daily podcast about one specific team. Marvin Williams is opting into his player option, and we did cover that a little bit, not nearly in depth. We got off on a tangent on what words sound bad and your hot finals takes, which you said you had another one, correct? Yeah, I've got one more. Everyone's talking about. I don't want to get to this. Everyone's hey. everyone <laughs> we're on FaceTime. That's not loading well. <laughs> everyone's talking. Yeah, we're doing this face to face. If uh, you know, you might have thought differently, but everyone's talking about the fan reaction to Kevin Durant's injury, and the, the I think the natural take, and and mostly the correct take, <laughs> that yeah is that you should not boo or you should not cheer an injury to an opposing player i think real quickly before you go in on whatever you're about to say uh-huh. i think i said today on the wake-up call i would like to hear the take against this 
<laughs> I would like to hear the thought process because you're right. It does get boring for everybody to give the same natural take, even though it is the same, even though it does feel right to me. Mm-hmm. I do believe it. Mm-hmm. It is boring radio mm-hmm. to come up and say, you know, screw those fans. Mm-hmm. They're the worst, even though it is truly how I feel about why are you cheering emphatically for somebody that obviously goes down with an injury and you know how potentially serious it could be. I said today on the radio show, what is the take against that? Because I would love to hear it. I think those were exact words. Well, so I, again, I don't condone a single fan cheering for the the injury of an opposing player. I don't think you should cheer when someone gets injured. I think that's inherently wrong. But I think it's understandable when a crowd of people witness an event that really means that they probably just won the championship and that this this crowd has never witnessed a championship. I'd feel probably completely different about this if it were um, if it were the the Miami Heat with LeBron James, or if it were the Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron, like teams that had tasted championships before, you know, franchises that had gone through it, uh, you know, Celtics, Lakers, Knicks, like then I, no, get out of here. But for a for a for a team and a franchise that's never uh, experienced that in a city that's never experienced that, I could sort of understand them not, you know, them not making the connection, and it's a mob mentality kind of deal, and there was a breakaway layup. Like I think there were a lot of things going on, and again, I'll say the single fan doing it not not great, but I understand where that mob mentality comes in. And I'll I'll say this: like, have you ever played golf or done really anything where you're mano a mano against someone, and they have a putt to win or lose that means you win <laughs> or lose, and they miss it, and something inside you you have to you have to say, hey, get down, because you want to be like, wait a minute, I just won, and I, I think that was what was going on. So I think it's understandable. Yeah, I I can accept that a little bit more. I, I think that there's a lot of differences in watching the guy miss the putt because in a competitive way, you beat that guy. He did not perform, but this is somebody well, to be that fair, does get I, injured I, and physically in pain. Right. To be fair, I also I tripped that guy. Yeah. And he, and he was limping up to take that final putt. I, I don't doubt that. If you go and zoom in with the camera, like there's a bunch of different individual fans that are looking directly at Kevin Durant and cheering because one theory at the beginning of all of this was that the fans were just happy Serge Ibaka got the basketball and dribbles down the length of the court to score. That was one theory at the yeah. beginning of this. And we were all hoping, at least I was hoping, I feel like a lot of people were hoping that that was what the Toronto Raptors fans were cheering for. But there are are certainly a lot of fans looking down at Kevin Durant and then the majority of the fans even after that play is done they're looking at Kevin Durant and they seem to be cheering to the point where the Raptors players felt uncomfortable in a way where they were telling everybody to shush right well because we go I think we go through this whole and it's wrong this whole dehumanization process when it comes to sports we want to separate ourselves from what we're watching we're you know even though we we can see that they are human beings and we are human beings we don't make that leap to understanding that they think and feel and do as we do and also you you think about the whole endeavor we we pack a ton of people into a, 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 a relatively small space for the number of people, then we serve them all alcohol, and then we expect them to act like you know they're at a dinner party and they have all this etiquette. We can't even get people to shut up at a going back to golf. We can't even get people to shut up when people are taking a golf shot. Like I just to me to expect the crap. Now I like what the Toronto Raptors did and said, "Hey guys, shut the hell up." That's what they should have done, and 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 the crowd shut up. I just don't I don't get the outrage. It, it, like. We're asking them to 
to cheer for their team to win, and and Kevin Durant is such a big part of them winning, winning or losing. It, has and it was to so come clear. In a different way though, right? Like it has to be in a way that doesn't see another significant player get hurt the way that they did. What well, ideally, about physical sure, physical pain that ruins that guy for a year. I mean, if he misses a shot, that's different. That's an emotional pain that you can feel bad for, but can still choose to cho- to pull for a different team. But to see a guy go through that. I to totally see- agree. And and that's the problem that I have coming to grips with this. I'm just saying I understand it because people in a group are inherently miserable. And now I expect I expect one person to be okay. But when I'm when I'm talking about people, I hold I hold people at a completely different standard than I hold a person. But that you don't hear that kind of new. That's why I'm on a podcast because I can be honest and I can be nuanced and I don't have to, you know, that's not a hot take. That's just a that's just an honest human take are you patting yourself on the back for that take about how nuanced you were that i mean that's another time i'm the i'm the most nuanced person in podcast in the locked on network rupture i hope omani hears this i think he listens to the show based on how much he's retweeting you two you and nada so i hope he listens to this and goes man whoever that doug guy is he's he's super nuanced what are the odds of he should be on high noon what are the odds of nada and i (laughs) both getting quote tweeted by bomani he listens to the show where nada (laughs) hey bo where what's up bo we appreciate it man with nada being an acquaintance of Bomani where they did work together in Bristol and Bomani Jones and Nada do know each other well enough to where they were actually DM him this episode hundred percent. And so (laughs) you could see how, and it's not like he is frequently quoting Nada. And so for him to do that and to quote tweet me the same day, that is hilarious. And the great thing about Nada's tweet was that he actually snuck in the locked on handle. So it got us some great hustle. It did. It's a great hustle by Nada. We appreciate it. But before uh, we end today. I wanted to say rupture. That's a rupture. Uh, that's also a bad word. Yeah. It, it makes me queasy, especially with the context that it's used in of rupturing an Achilles. I, I can't handle that one all that well. A guttural. I'm not a big fan of the word guttural. Rupture is worse to me. Can't guttural. handle rupture. Can't handle, I guess, guttural. Is that what it is? Guttural. Guttural. Not a fan of either one of them. Thanks for listening, and remember, you can subscribe to this show uh, on the new Himalaya Podcast app. So, Bo, if, if you're listening, we appreciate it. Make sure that you listen to this on the Himalaya Podcast app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify if you want. And when you get in your car and tell your smart device to play podcasts, Locked On Hornets. Thanks again for listening, especially you, Bo. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. The penal, the penal code. It's another weird one. <laughs> <That's what? laughs>